Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome back to Who's Talking. He started out at age 10 selling soft pretzels from a card he and his father built in his hometown of Ferndale, California. Now he has dozens of restaurants around the world, and he's become one of the best-known chefs on television, hosting multiple hit programs on our sister platforms, The Food Network and Discovery Plus. I worked a lot on this question, Alex. I (laughs) Are you always like this? Are you saying parents are wrong? Yes. Will you come back? Yes, of course I will. Guy Fieri, welcome. Thank you. Now, I want to start right there because I have been practicing your name (laughs) for days to prepare for this interview. Was I close? You got guy perfect. <laughs> you, you did. You nailed guy, Chris. Okay. No, yeah, you got Fieri right. Fieri. It's, it is Fieri. Yeah, you got so it. So how does that, where's the D come from? So in Italian, E-R and I is Eddie, Fieri, but you don't have to say it with all the Italian flair. Everybody wants to start throwing their hands in the air. I just say, there's a guy named Eddie. He's got to pay a fee. There's a fee, Eddie. Easy peasy. I got it. Okay. <laughs> you did perfect. So, it's, it's a good kickoff. So, yeah, all right. So you were born Guy Ferry. Right. And you changed your name. My, uh, it was the, fam- the family was changed in uh, in Ellis Island. So when you see F I E R I, you would say Fieri, as most people do. Right. And the easiest way to make that sound more American and easier to spell is F E R Y. And when did you change it back? Mm, Mid beginning in my twenties. Just thought, yeah, I'm so proud to be Italian American. And my grandfather. I mean, I'd think about all the you know the way I live my life and who I am and what was important to me, and I thought it was something I wanted to do, and it's great. You know, Wallace was actually Wallach and was also changed at Ellis Island. Happened to a lot. But I haven't changed it back. <laughs> I think it's doing okay for you. I think it's doing okay. Oh, I did it way before I got on TV, and everybody said, well, was it something? Was the, the tattoos and the bleach hair and the name change? You, know, you, you come to Hollywood, was that all part of the gig? And I'm like, no, 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 I did that way, way, way before this all happened. Well, I, we're going to show that you had done this way before you became... Guy Fieri. I'm going to just keep saying that over and over because I really... I'm glad you're getting it. You're teaching everybody how to say it right. There you go. Let's talk about your latest show on the Food Network and Discovery Plus, Guy's Ultimate Game Night. We're going to show a clip, but before we do, (laughs) how would you describe it? I think you need to be on it first and foremost, Chris. I think that... Wait till you see it. It, Listen, food... Everybody loves food. Um, not everybody likes the same politics, not everybody likes the same music, same sports, same, you know, but everybody loves food. So if you take the love of food and you take the, everybody I think has a little bit of competition in them, even if they say they don't, you start playing just a family game of cards and people start arguing. Oh, we've so, had some nights that were destroyed exactly. by, by games at the end of the It was the all evening. supposed to be fun and games, no pun intended. So I said, why not take the things we love about game shows and about home games and associate them all with food? 
be it a, a picture association, a word association, a concentration game, uh, a physical type of, you know, physical type game, maybe a little bit of cooking. Let's put that all together and let's make the first ever in the history of the Food Network. Let's make a food game show. Okay. With that build up, <laughs> let's take a look. Here it is. Burgers and and chicken and wings and I like um, those things. <laughs> you ribs, you ribs, and then like then you would barbecue. They would be things that you would what? What would they be? They would be like delicious barbecue no, items. I want to eat. What's the thing you cook it on? A uh, grill. <laughs> would it be fair to say, guy? <laughs> <laughs> They're so mad at me when that happens. What when the when the, when the expo- it's the exploding potato? We call it hot potato. That's the name of the game. Okay, would it be fair to say that drinks were served during the course of producing that show? Can you tell by looking at me? I oh, would no, I, them. Yeah. No, them. No, no, not yes. me. Yes, yes, them. There were a couple beverages. I feel that when you're talking about food and you're having your uh, you're having your party inside of the uh, Flavortown Lounge. You should probably make sure that there's some really good Santo tequila being poured. And yes, there were some beverages. I, I was going to say, do you realize how much better my career in political talk shows would have been <laughs> if beverages, even on a Sunday morning, if beverages had been served? Exactly. 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 Okay. So let, let, let me make it clear. This is my one series. This is my one studio. This is my one set. So we need to be very careful with it because I almost lost it a few months ago, as, as we all know. Right. Exactly. How many series do you have on the Food Network and Discovery Plus now? I think I have five shows. Uh, Diners, Drivings, and Dives, which is kind of the, I think we'll be doing that for one forever. I'll be doing that in a walker. Uh, Guys Grocery Games, which we shoot up in the wine country, Northern California. Guys Ranch Kitchen, that we shoot at my ranch that features chefs from all over the country. Um, we have uh, Tournament of Champions, which is probably the most... I mean, the most out of control, most difficult culinary competition I think there's ever been. Uh, and now we have uh, and now we have this. How many is that? Sixteen? I think it was yeah, six. It's six. How, but uh, first of all, I love the fact that you've got to think about how many shows you've got. And since you started on the Food Network, how many you don't have to list them because right. it'll really make me feel bad. How many series <laughs> have you had? I, saw, I know all the people you've interviewed in your career. So I am in awe of that. I was watching the highlight reel and just looking at me like, OK. Okay. Um, let's see. I start off with a little show called uh, Guy's Big Bite. That was the beginning of it. I won a show called The Next Food Network Star, which was kind of like the American Idol back in the day. Um, I won that, and then I got a chance to do my first cooking show, Guy's Big Bite. It was a terrible little set. They put no money into the budget. I did a couple little spinoff things where they try to show here and try to show there. And I wasn't, I wasn't finding what I really wanted to do. And when we found Diners, Drivings, and Dives, being a chef and a restaurant owner myself— I said, wait a second, this is something that can help all these mom and pop joints around the country, uh, now around the world. We've shot Triple D around the world. And this is something I really want to do. And how do you explain, and I'm asking you to kind of analyze yourself, right. how do you explain your broad appeal? You know, and, and sometimes there's a one-hit wonder or something is hot for years now. Thank you for the plug for the... <laughs> I love that you have complimentary free, beautiful, gold-plated mugs that come with the show. Wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, you know, I don't know what it exactly is. And I remember when I first got on the Food Network, and I was one of the first guys with tattoos and you know, definitely didn't have the same look that most of the folks had. Um, and I wasn't trying to come in and be something different. 
I was just who I am. I'm a guy from Northern California, cook, have one restaurant, wanted to be a dad, I'm dad of two great boys, Hunter and Ryder. And I just came in and did what I did. And if it was going to be accepted, great. If it wasn't, then I still was doing what I wanted to do, which was, you know, and, have and, my, but have why rest- do you think people have accepted it, bought in, like it, want to see more? I think because when I run into somebody on the street, I look like one of their buddies or cousins or guys they went to college with or some dude they knew. I'm nobody. I mean, what you see is what you get. I really, I mean, I put on a collared shirt for you. I was in a t-shirt when I got here. Okay. You know, so I think that it's maybe that appeal. I drive a Chevy. I'm into rock and roll. I'm into what I say is what I mean. I mean, it's just, it's, it's kind of the, all, I have an all American attitude. I'm a huge Patriot, huge Patriot. Um, my foundation, the Guy Fieri foundation, our whole thing is about serving first responders, veterans, current military, you know? So I think maybe it's that stuff. So you, you talked about starting out and, and you're exactly right. As people are going to see, this wasn't put on for TV. This is who you were. You start out in 2005 right. auditioning for a show called The Next Food Network Star. Let's take a look at your audition. Here it is. Oh, boy. Today I'm going to prepare a dish for you, not in, not in fusion, but in confusion. I'm going to do a gorgonzola tofu sausage terrine that we served over a mildly poached ostrich egg. Now, since we're in the wine country, I'll be serving that on, on grape nuts and done with a delicious pickled herring mousse right on top. And, oh, I know, delicious. It sends shivers up my spine. <laughs> no, seriously, folks, real food for real people. That's the idea. That really says it all, right? Real food for real people. One take. Really? That was ad lib. I was 100% smart ass. I didn't really honestly. Well, that hasn't changed so much over the years. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell you what it was. I had a couple buddies of mine, a buddy named Rob and another buddy of mine named Mustard. And they were both the ones who were really telling me I needed to try out for the show. And I'm like, I don't want to try out for the show. I'm happy doing what I'm doing. And I really didn't have an interest of going on to a show. You know, I'd never even really watched a lot of TV because um, I work. I'm a chef. I own restaurants. And so I did it. And I thought, I'll just make it so, you know, out there that there's no way they'll take it. And sure enough, they took it. But that's. But that you realize it. how perfect it was because you took everything that people think of with food right, and, right. and the quail egg and all of that. And you just flipped it and said, hey, you know all those things? I'm the opposite. And that's exactly what it was. And, and I've said it in a way, and, and not, I don't have any disparaging comments or attitudes about people and the way they want to do their food. Do whatever you want to do. I'm not a food critic. I'm a cook. I'm a guy that goes around and checks out mom and dad, mom and pop joints. If I don't like it, you won't see it on a show. I don't lie. I'm not telling people, oh, come see this place. And then people, how much do you spit out? Never spit any of it out. It's just not the way it is. I mean, I'm just... What she's what you I'm not a TV guy. I'm not, I wasn't. Oh, yeah. I wasn't, right. I wasn't. Yeah. How many series did you say? Yeah, you're not a TV guy. No. We saw you audition. Now let's see you competing and winning Net, Next Food Network star. Here you are. Thanks for joining me, folks. My name is Guy Fieri, and I'm going to make some outstanding dishes for you today. Scalloped potatoes, my son Hunter loves, and Brussels sprouts, Lori loves, but Hunter's not too fond of the Brussels sprouts. So I'm going to slide these Brussels sprouts in by putting them in the dish. Now, I've already sliced up some potatoes. Hear that nice sizzle. Go ahead and pick that filet up. Nice, beautiful filet here. <laughs> he's, well, he's looking at his hair. So, so how was it that you were so natural and so good on camera? 
I, I didn't really look at it as uh, the camera and I didn't look at it as this, the, the situation. I just kind of, I was doing what I do. I cook. So when I'm doing that, I can do it in front of anybody anyway. That, that's, that was the easiest part for me because um, I was comfortable with it. If I really got in my own head about it and thought, I, I'll tell you this, Chris. Honestly, when I got there, there was no way I was winning. There was no way. I walked so you had into, nothing to lose. I had nothing to lose, and all I wanted to do, I, I, the main reason I actually did go is because I asked my friends, and I asked particularly my kids, my youngest, or my oldest son, Hunter, who was uh, nine at the time. I said, you got to take chances. You got to be willing to put yourself out there. You can't just sit there on the, on the bench and think that you're going you're gonna to win the game unless you're willing to play. And so I'm like, I got to walk my own talk on this one. I'm going to go do this, all right? But when I walked into the room and saw all the competitors were there, and they're all in their chef coats, standing there at attention, and I walked in, I had a yellow leather jacket, shorts and flip-flops, and it was November in New York City, and I just walked through the snow. I'm like, oh, I'll be going home tomorrow for sure. <laughs> but when, in fact, when you think about it, although hindsight is always 2020, exactly. uh, that should have said to you, these guys are gone and I'm going to win. Oh, I wasn't that good. People said, oh, we saw you on the show. We knew you were going to win. I said, listen, next time you have that much of a clear vision, buy a lottery ticket. Right. All right, go, because there's no way I saw it happening. And it was, uh, but it was great. It taught me a lot about myself. And I think that it was what prepared me. Matter of fact, in the way they did the show the year that I was, it was season two. I got some of the best advice from all the people that were on the Food Network at the time, Bobby Flay, Rachel Ray, Alton Brown, uh, they all had so many great things to talk to us about, about how it works. And I really listened to what they said. Honestly, and, and, and as I said, you don't need any help as a performer on TV. You're just a natural. How would you rate yourself as a chef? In the world of chefs, like the, the Eric repairs in the world. So I take the Michelin right, right, star right. chefs. And then I take the other end of the spectrum, the mom and pop diner chefs. Um, I'd put myself at a seven and a half, eight. You know, I can cook anything. I'm not as refined. I didn't go to culinary school, but I've been in the restaurant business my whole life. You know, I've cooked, I've been working in restaurants since I was a kid. Started washing dishes when I was 12. So, but I'm exactly where I want to be as a chef. So I don't really get into the comparison factor of it. I look at, do people eat my food? Do people enjoy what they eat? Do I enjoy what I make? Am I, am I producing, am I cooking and making the kind of food that represents me and the, and the way I want to be? Let's take a look. Uh, and that, that's 100%. Let's take a look at some of your greatest hits over the years. <laughs> Here you are. I think you could add the wet jerk to an old army boot. It would taste good. What a lot of people have not known is that this is my real hair. This is how I normally keep it. I just have to keep tons of wax in it to keep it down. I really do have to ask you. Any resemblance? That gravy flows through the rivers of Flavortown. You got beautiful green and you got a mellow red. You see the crispy onions and you get the sweet razzle. Can you feel it? And I'm having such a hard time with English language every day. <laughs> yeah, I wish we could just do clicks. I had some coffee. <laughs> you, where did you... Who picked all these out? <laughs> I, you know, we have a big staff. Yes, gotta, you do. Well, you know, you got, got six a lot shows. of time we, on their hands. We, we got one, one little show here we're trying to oh. keep. So you love these people, don't you? Oh, yeah. And you love what they do. These oh, yeah. people in the divers, uh, the diners, uh, drive-ins and uh, dives around the country. We call it Triple D because I couldn't get the... Okay, for the no, first I had a little years, trouble with that. For the first few years, I'd finish my rap at the end of the show, and I'd go, thanks for tuning in, Triple D. 
So we call it, that's how Tripoli actually started. Oh, made- no, I love these people. You know what it is? This is the fabric to the community in my perspective. I mean, there's all different people, all different facets to a community. But from my perspective, which I can see and read and feel so well, so much is restaurants are it. Restaurants give jobs. Restaurants support programs. Restaurants are centers for happiness and, and support. I mean, there's, it's, it's really an important piece. It's not just about eating. It's about congregation. It's about community. It's all these different pieces that come together. So I'm having a chance to be the, uh, the Pied Piper, having a chance to, to be the connection to these places and highlight them. Because when I started, Chris, in the restaurant business, the only advertising you could get was buy an ad in the Yellow Pages. Maybe you could afford a radio spot. But now with social media or something like what we're doing, we're really able to get their, their name and their message out around the world. I want to explore, and it's going to be quite an exploration, oh the Guy Fieri business empire. How many restaurants do you have around the world, on land and on the sea? I'll, I'll give a low number because I don't, want to, I don't want to overinflate it. I think it's about 85. 85 restaurants. I think so. In, it, it, not just in the U.S., no, not just sh- on land, also on cruise ships. Yep. We have a great partnership with Carnival Cruise Lines. Uh, do a couple different concepts for them. One is, by, is probably one of my greatest claims to fame, and that's Guy's Burger Joint, which people, when they arrive to the ship, don't go to their state cabins. No, they take their luggage and get in line to go get uh, the burgers. And people eat... More burgers than they probably should. <laughs> How big a line of food products do you have? Um, let's see here. We've got a uh, few different barbecue, about four different barbecue sauces, right. tomato sauces, salsas. Um, we've dabbled inside and out of pizzas. Um, the big hitter right now, we have a, a little winery called Hunt Ride. My sons are Hunter and Ryder, so we named that after them, Hunt Ride Wine, um, which we're getting some really great traction around the country with in our, um, in our Table White and Table Red. And then the big hit is my partnership with Sammy Hagar. Sammy Hagar, the Red Rocker, the legend, right. um, was in, the, in my opinion, started this celebrity booze world back with Cabo Wabo. And we have partnered together to make Santo Tequila, and it has been probably one of the greatest things I've ever had a chance to do in the business world and in the the friend world, because Sammy's like a big brother and a mentor. And we were rated the top 20 uh, Blanco Tequilas by the Rob Report. And with a little engine that could, we're doing it on our own. own. There's no board of directors, just me and Sammy. We've got a Blanco Tequila. We have the first Mezquila, which is a cross between Mezcal and Blanco Tequila, Uh, a Reposado and soon to be an Añejo. And um, I hear you have an allergy to tequila. Yes. Well, you probably heard about this when I was in college. I believed that was a perfect setup. When I was in college, I believed that I was allergic to tequila because every time I drank it, I broke out in handcuffs. Thank you. I'll be here all you, week. You, you told this keep joke the, to keep me. Keep the glass. You told this joke to me before we started taping. And I thought, well, he's going to tell the joke again. And I thought, no, I got to set him up. I'll let you do it. It's okay. great. And also knuckle sandwich cigars. Right. Right. What's that? So when I first, this is a great story. When I first got on Food Network and they were going to send me my checks, I made uh, $1,200 an episode. That was how much I, they paid me per episode when I started. And they said, we're going to mail you your checks for your first six shows. Where would you like them to go? Well, I only had a business. My business was my restaurant company, which I had a business partner. And I couldn't send it to that because we'd have to split it. 
So I got all my buddies together and I said, hey, we need to come up with a name for my new business, my TV business, like it's really gonna happen. I said, what do you think? My one buddy says, hey, I got an idea. Why don't you make us something to eat and we'll think about it. And I said, hey, Paul, how about I make you a knuckle sandwich? And he goes, That's a great it. name. <laughs> so it became Knuckle Sandwich, which that was the logo. And I'm a big cigar smoker, and I found a cigar, uh, one of the, I think one of the godfathers of cigars, this guy named Eric Espinosa. I said, I want to make my own cigars. And so for the last two and a half years, we've been collaborating on how to make it happen. And we just came out with a line of cigars that just got a really high rating in Cigar Aficionado. So, I, you know, I'll tell you what it is, Chris. I'm living the life that I always wanted to. I want to be a philanthropist. I want to be a community guy. I want to be a super dad. I want to do all these things. I want to be a chef. I want to be a restaurant owner. I want to do... And having a chance now through this vehicle of whatever craziness it is has been, has been just unbelievable. All right. So now we're going to take a little bit of a dark turn because not surprisingly, anybody who is as successful as you are is going to get some critics. And one of the criticisms is about the food that you feature on your shows. Right. And it's not totally unwarranted. Let's take a look. We've got the pound of meat, three pieces of cheese, house southern slaw, mustard, chopped onions. And then the chili. <laughs> Sauce and lasagna. Have you seen lasagna that big? Half the cheese on this layer. How much of the sausage is going in there? All of it. That's a lot of sausage. Provolone. Noodles. Whoa! That is a monster. Well, the parsley made it healthier. Yeah, eat your vegetables. Now, I need to tell folks that while that video was, was rolling, Guy was saying, that's all good for you. No, I said the slaw. The slaw was oh, the good The slaw for was you. good for you. Well, okay, <laughs> so now the rest of it. I mean, the lasagna with all the sausage, that was a heart attack on a plate. If you ate all of it. If you ate all of it, it was. Let me, let me say this to you first. One, I'm your chef. I'm not your doctor. Okay? Right. Got to have responsibility in what you eat. And you got to eat in moderation. Um, two, you would be so surprised. I pick every single item that's on the show, okay? So when we get a restaurant, we'll look at about 15 restaurants in an area before we go there. I will evaluate. My team does the research. I get all the research papers. I look through all of them, break down how the items are made, what the items are, and try to curate the season to have a variety of things on the show. Now, I know that people love to watch Big Lasagna, but I challenge you to go watch Triple D and see how many vegetarian restaurants we put on there. Quite a few. The Probably fact, more than most. The fact is, you also have started a project a while ago called Cooking with Kids. Right. So, I mean, that's to encourage healthy eating, correct? Well, it's, it's, it's not just about healthy eating. It's about the education of cooking. Because if people can cook, th they become better educated. And more educated people are, the better decisions they can make. I mean, this is what you do so often is educate people and educate the world on what, what's going on, what the topics are, so they can better understand why we're going in the directions we are or are not. And that's the same thing I'm trying to do with food, is I'm trying to give people an education, a foundation, the difference between a good burger and a bad burger. You know, is there really a difference? And there's a massive difference between one and the other. There's also the blowback that you've gotten over the years from the food establishment. A number of years ago, you had a restaurant in New York City, and there was a scathing, sort of a, a, an infamous review. Then I'm going to, forgive me for this, I'm going to put up one little uh, bit of it. You had a restaurant in Times Square that since closed. The New York Times reviewer wrote, when you hung, he wrote this like an open letter to you, when you hung that sign by the entrance that says, Welcome to Flavortown, where you're just messing with our heads. 
Why do you think that you tick off foodies? Well, I think that everybody has an opinion about what they want to have an opinion about. And if you're going to spend a bunch of time worrying about what other people think of you and what's going on, then you are really going to lose track of where you're planning on going and what you're trying to achieve. Can't sit there and make everybody happy. Not going around trying to piss people off. But I have an agenda of what I want to do and where I want to go. And I think that if that's maybe what more people should try to focus on is be the best what you can be. Make sure that you're not trying to hurt people. Make sure that you're, you know, living by what you said you were going to do. And can't get too hung up on the other side of it. it. Did I do anything intentionally? No. Was it a brand new restaurant that got reviewed? Yes. Um, did we learn a ton from it? Absolutely. Do we appreciate the opportunity? Without question. Would I ever change it from what's happened in the past? Never. And then there are the people that just enjoy your act. And as we approach <laughs> Thanksgiving, I want to take a trip back oh boy. to, no, 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 you'll like this, oh to boy. an, quote, appearance you made on Saturday Night Live just before Thanksgiving. Here you are. <laughs> Stuffing, Fieri style. Super simple to make. Four cups pancake chunks, one candy apple with stick, and a quarter cup of raisins, and 32 tablespoons of tequila-infused garlic butter. <laughs> Oh, that, that sounds kind of heavy. <laughs> Don't knock it till you fry it, Sam. <laughs> I have got to think oh. that, that you love that. I love Bobby. I think Bobby's hysterical. Matter of fact, the first time and only Bobby time. Moynihan. I, Bobby Moynihan. Bobby Moynihan. The first time and only time I'd made it to Saturday Night Live was actually the first night he performed. And I met him at the rap party later that night. And little did I know that that conversation would turn into that happening. And the greatest form of flattery is, I mean, to be parodied on Saturday Night Live, I think is awesome. And Bobby and I are friends, and I've been on, a, on his uh, podcast. And he, matter of fact, Bobby is on the beginning, is on the beginning of uh, Guy's Ultimate Game Night. Uh, you'll see a fantastic show with him on there. And uh, I laugh. I'm still looking forward to it. One of these days, I'm going to go host SNL. And then when I do it, I want Bobby to come be, I want him to do me, and then me to critique how he's doing me, me critiquing him. I think. We could make that happen. That would be funny. Yeah, it would. Okay. There's other stuff you do besides the business empire, besides the food. Over the years, you have spent a lot of time going to military bases, not only in this country and around the world. Why and what do you do with the troops when you're there? So my dad, my grandfather, so many family members have been in the military. My dad was on submarines, diesel submarines during Vietnam. Um, I'm a big, like I said earlier, I'm a huge patriot. I mean, I love what our country, um, I love who we are, what we founded. I don't like that we're at odds with each other right now. It's kind of a difficult thing. But I do really want to thank the people and their families that made these, these incredible efforts to keep our country free and to live by the, the, you know, the, the goals that we set, that were set for us a long time ago. So I know that when I go to a military base, they're taken care of. They have people that are feeding them. They have people that are, you know, you know, looking after them. But there's something about going in and saying thank you. And I think it's like giving a hug through a warm meal, making food that maybe they don't typically have, like barbecue, for instance, but coming in and meeting a bunch of soldiers and just giving a chance to say thanks. Hey, just so you know, there's a lot of people that aren't on the base with you that really want to let you know how much we appreciate you. And there's just a lot of people that need support and a lot of people need thank you. A lot of people need to know just how important they are uh, to our well-being as a community and as a country. You have also set up your own Guy Fieri Foundation to support people getting into the food industry and also to provide 
meals, disaster relief to people that have been hit by natural disasters. You have the best intel on me, buddy. I don't know what you, you, someone's digging it up. Yeah. So living in Northern California, we have all those fires that have been happening and it's just devastating. And having a lot of friends that have been, having been displaced myself twice, I've been evacuated twice from my homes. Um, and when the, when you go to these gymnasiums or the county buildings and you see people sleeping on the floor in cots and they've just been displaced and they're eating, you know, uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or cold hot dogs because the food support program hasn't shown up yet. I said, wait a second, I can do something about this. I'm a cook and I've got hundreds of cooks around me that can do this. We can deploy. So we built a $400,000 uh, rescue trailer that's uh, 48 feet long. Uh, Freightliner gave us a semi to pull it with. And within 12 hours, we can be deployed and feeding people. Well, fortunately, we've had other groups that have been able to step in and help with that. So now what we do when we don't have a disaster is we just go to different municipalities just to give thanks. You're also a car nut. What <laughs> kinds of cars do you collect and how many do you have? I love Chevy. I'm a big Chevy guy. Um, so I've got a bunch of, of course, the Camaro, which you see on, on Triple D. Um, Corvettes, trucks. There you things are. that are fast. Yeah, there's the there's the Camaro. Uh, things that are fast. Uh, a couple exotics. Uh, 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 any anything that's old. I really love my my wife just got me a 1941 uh, Cadillac limousine that was owned by the Dupont family. Uh, original paint, um, three on the tree. Uh, quite you know original interior, the whole thing. So I, I just love them all. I mean, I just how cars. many do you have? More than twenty, less than a hundred. <laughs> That's the first evasive thing you've said in this entire uh, conversation. Well, because I figure you know, Chris, I'm worried about saying no, the no, number. I don't you'll know. be able to pull, you'll pull I it up know, over here. Know, like, but I can find out. Yeah, I know you will. I know. I'll see you next time and you'll say, I've, I've figured out how many it is. Well, it's, it's funny because uh, my dad said to me one day, he was giving me a, kind of a hard time about the cars. He says, I don't see you drive all these every day. And I said, Dad, I can't drive all the cars every day. I said, but you know what it is to me, Dad? This is, a, this is, my, this is my art gallery. I walk around here, I look at this, I look at all the people, all the things that it took for this car to make it this long, I mean, 50 years, 60 years old. So that's, uh, that gives you, that kind of brings you down, humbles you a little bit to realize that, you know, this is all just amazing. Finally, so you've got the shows, you got the restaurants, you got the food uh, products empire, now you got cigars, tequila, cars. Any other projects? I don't know. I don't know. You yeah, know, the, you the, got the, something. There's the something in the back of your head. The philanthropy is really the thing that I have the biggest interest in right now. When you have the spotlight, when you have the opportunity that I have and the people, the connections that I get to meet and the opportunity to come on your show and talk about it. Um, I love that when I have people call and say, we didn't know that you were doing this for first responders or we didn't know you're doing this for military. Um, we'd love to help. And I have the ability to bring people together like that to do this stuff. So I think that's probably... As I watch my oldest son, Hunter, who's 26, who's kind of jumping into the operation side of Knuckle Sandwich, it's probably going to be more and more what I do is work on the, the philanthropy side and helping others. Guy, thank you, my friend. Hey, buddy. Thank you. This what was a, a delight. Well, I've enjoyed watching you. I love the way you host. You've always get, you get right to the point. You've always had great intel and the honor, opportunity to be here and the awesome mug is you're really going to take my mug, aren't you? I might even take yours, too. <laughs> we are going to find out how many cars this man has. Guy Fieri is much more than a celebrity chef. He has created his own lifestyle brand 
and has become something of a cultural icon, entertaining tens of millions of viewers along the way. Be sure to catch his latest show, Guy's Ultimate Game Night, on the Food Network or Discovery Plus. Thanks for watching. Catch us every Sunday night on CNN and keep streaming anytime you want right here on HBO Max to find out who's talking next.